Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. everyone it's that time again welcome back it's farm to the show chris dickerson hall of famer disabled list guy and paul yanish you already know it man is deep as the ocean crossword master lover of all things tex-mex and we are back paul we this is i don't know what number the show but i was briefly contemplating on the drive into the office today as if we're going to start crafting dynamic duo uh, nickname pretty soon so for everybody out there just we would love to see your request um and then paul don't be afraid to start thinking about that because you know i think that can only heighten our profile with the with little you know catchy nickname yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see what the what the fans come up with i don't know we'll uh, I'll, I'll put my put my head to it but see what uh come up with something nifty give the people what they want so, so we always love a good we always love a good baseball story whether it's you know a kid you know getting to throw out the first pitch after you know going through you know going through something or it's uh you know player coming back from catastrophic injury um we love to see these turnarounds um soroka is a great story coming back from achilles not just tearing it once but tearing it twice made his first start and i think what was i think was 1100 days or a thousand days away from the game which is extraordinary but got to talk about my old teammate coming back from cancer is a whole nother ball game we're talking about mr liam liam hendrix bro the crazy aussie he um it's pretty the cool crazy to see him. Op- the, the aussie yeah man back back in the big leagues dude it's it's uh it's a tribute to his you know his 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 want to his competitiveness all the stuff man but at the end of the day like you get something that serious from a health standpoint and you're wondering if, you know, baseball maybe becomes gets on the back burner a little bit with him, you know, knowing him, I I had the opportunity to play with him as well. He's obviously an infectious guy, a, a, a clubhouse guy, competitor, all the stuff. And I'm just fired up to see him back in the, back in the big leagues. Cause like you said, it's a tremendous feat, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, my brief time with him in in Toronto, just a, a great dude. And I think that's, I think that's just the bizarre thing. It's it's these things happen to just like the the nicest guys. Um, and there have been, you know, there have been some cases where there have been some high profile guys to come back. I know Mario Lemieux came back with from non Hopkins uh lymphoma uh back in the day, and that was that was an amazing feat. Um, but you know, Hendricks coming back um the other day surely was emotional for everybody. And we had touched upon it, you know, earlier as he started to make his way back, play catch, and then getting into some some of the minor league games. Uh, but that ovation uh in Chicago was was tremendous. And uh you can see that he's just he's a passionate dude and and I can just see um, you know, in that passion, that that hit that kind of invigorating. Uh, mentality for, to come back just as a, as a team, as a team guy. I think that hopefully that gives the White Sox a boost because, you know, they could, they could use a little bit of that right now. Um, but no doubt one of the all time, 
you know, greatest returns uh, in sports for sure. Yeah, like I said, it, it's he's a great dude. You could tell that by not just his own dugout, but the opposing dugout standing up, giving him a, kind of a standing O, so to speak. Um, I think that says a lot about what what the league thinks about him and how how significant the impact is of him coming back. Think about Trey Mancini a couple years ago. Obviously, similar situation. But um, anyway, good for Liam. Good for the White Sox. Good for baseball. Absolutely, and Liam being one of the elite cl closers in the game. Um, you know, let's look, let's look at another, we have another, another milestone, um, in the books, 400 saves for Craig Kimbrell. And I think yep. there's, you know, naturally when you have a, a, a big milestone, like 400, you know, people want to throw out, is he a potential hall of famer? Or is he a potential hall of famer? Well, you know, that, that remains to be seen. I think, you know, he had a eight, eight seasons where he was, he was truly elite. And if you look at the comparisons, and there's no doubt, like I'm not taking anything away from 400 saves. Only eight pitchers have reached 400 saves. But the two that, the, you know, the best to ever do it, they, you know, they didn't have any particular years where there was like a drop off. And he's, you know, he's he hasn't necessarily been too consistent. You know, he's bounced around a couple, you know, a couple teams last the last few mm -hmm. years, 20 and 2021, um, the Cubs, the White Sox, the Dodgers, the Phillies um era ballooning over five um you know the last the last three years so i think it'll be interesting to see but he's a guy that's um that that's critical for the phillies right now that are that are struggling and they're you know they're questioning whether you know he's going to be able to turn around i think the that that is there's a relationship there and something is correlating is that they're just not clicking you have big stars big bats big arms that just aren't getting the job done. He's currently got a five eight five with the Phillies, and we know that the Phillies are struggling as it is, and so that's that's a big question there. But again, eight time All Star or four time All Star, you know, one of the one of the one of the greats, one of those Albert Pujols runs where he was like like that ten, you know, that eight year span where he was the numbers he was doing were were pretty sick. Yeah, no, he, him and I played together in Atlanta. Craig's a great dude. I. uh First of all, happy for him because, like you said, it's a tremendous feat. Regardless, you know, 400 saves, you, you, you just not a lot of guys have the opportunity to even do that. So, congrats to him. What you're saying about the Phillies is accurate. You know, obviously Trey Turner's not off to the start that he would want to. Kyle Schwarber's struggling offensively. You know, they've had some injuries on the mound. All of those things add up to maybe them not having the record that they want to right now. They finally got Harper back. I know that helped offensively a little bit, but um, I'm with you on Craig, man. He's the kind of guy that with the kind of stuff still that can get can get hot and get locked in and and become the shutdown guy that he's been. The 585 can be a little misleading for for a bullpen guy because it you're really talking about one or two outings that could really influence the the ERA type number for a long for a large portion of the season. So all that to say congrats to Craig. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a great tremendous feat. We talked about Kenley Jansen um, a couple weeks ago, so good for him, man. But leading into that, let's talk about some of the younger arms, some of the guys that are that are that are taking the league by storm right now, really establishing themselves as those guys. They're throwing 100 miles an hour. They're throwing 92 mile an hour sliders and split fingers. Um, a couple of guys come to mind for me. The one at the top of the list is is Felix Bautista in Baltimore. Man, I, I think I think you know you got Cano throwing well also there at the back end of the pen. I think that has a lot to do with their early success this season. But man, this dude is, I mean, he's like six eight, two eighty five, dude. He's throwing the ball 101 miles an hour. Um, it's a, split, a monster. It's a monster, dude. It's a split finger. He's a monster. And what, and what you guys like, let's think about this for a second. 
pitchers over six four, six five, like we're talking about, like guys who can really get down the mound, like six feet, six, 60 feet, six inches. Now we're adding another foot, like more. You're already throing a hundred. Like yeah. the, the the radar's not taking into account where that ball's being re- physically being released. So you're taking that hundred and then you're stretching it out a little bit more. So that ball is getting is really getting on you. When you're six eight, you're long and tall like that. I mean, that's it's an absolute nightmare. Um, you know, as if it's not hard enough hitting a hundred, but guys like practically like handing it to the catcher, you know, good luck with that. Yeah. No, the perceived velocity has got to play up right because of what you're talking about, but it's, um, it, it's, it's a shutdown guy. He's averaging almost two strikeouts an inning in the big leagues. That's hard to do. So I, I just appreciate the stuff, man. It's, uh, it's somebody that's going to be a cog. I would assume, assuming health for Baltimore here for a little bit. Um, yeah, absolutely. The, we're talking, the, the yeah, next we're talking for- about dynamic duos. Go ahead. Yeah. The dynamic yeah, duo because him and Cano are that's 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 one right there. And so and looking at the rest of the, the the list, like people have to imagine like the best closers of the game have a great setup guy like that is a dynamic yeah. duo that people don't often look at. And last year when Hayter and Williams and Devin Williams literally like willed that team into the playoffs over the last yeah. couple of years, like they're both elite closers in a setup and closing role. Yeah, and I think that's a big deal because, you know, you've kind of turned at the in terms of bullpen makeups of having kind of like a fireman. Obviously, you get the closer guy. The guy who comes to mind for me is Andrew Miller a few years back in Cleveland with with Francona. He used him. He would come in in like the fifth or sixth inning sometimes. Technically, was he the setup guy? Sure. But, you know, it's just it's to your point, having having a couple of guys down there or at least one guy in addition to the quote unquote closer, depend, regardless of the time frame of the game, when when the big situation presents itself, you have it have that guy to come in and shut the door. It's, it's a big deal. Um, so yeah, they're, they're in a good spot in Baltimore for sure. Speaking of Francona, you know, I was the, the guy in Cleveland right now, Emmanuel Classe, it's another unique arm, man. Again, up to 101. I saw him the other day through a slider, 93 miles an hour. He is a dynamic mover. I would say, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of action coming down the put it lightly. Oh, put it lightly. it's crazy, man. It's fun to see. Have you seen much of this guy? Tell me your opinion on this guy. I, I have. I, I was very fortunate to see him up close and uh, up close and personal last year at the All-Star Game here in L.A., um, you know, being at, at field level and really understanding because I had only seen him on TV. But to with that particular the, 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 the three that he faced. It reminded me of a Pedro Martinez uh, 99 all-star moment where you, yeah. you're coming out. You got Jeff Bagwell, McGuire, like these guys, and he's just at just, um, I mean, just putting them putting them to shame. I mean, it was just three three elite a- athletes and all-stars just getting just getting o- just completely overmatched. And I was I was blown away. I mean, 99, 99 to 100 cutters with the 93 mile per hour slider. Um, but to, to do that, like that was a statement for me. If, if nobody knew about who he was last year, um, you know, surely now they, they know hopefully this year, cause his stuff is outstanding and he's, he, he's electric. Yeah. Those type of environments. You're right. You're exactly right. It's a forum to kind of announce your presence with authority. It's no different than, you know, a, a playoff run where somebody, you know, gets thrown into the forefront of, of the marketing department of the major league baseball. So it's uh, doing something like that at the all-star game is it, it definitely from a player's perspective, from a fan's perspective, it, it put them on the map. Yeah. It's, it's impressive to watch. Um, and, you know, I, 
trying to get over it. I think about Hater and like left-handed closers. And I, I think I still have a just like a little bit of PTSD left over from Andrew Miller back in the day. He's by far still goes down as one of the absolute most uncomfortable people you could face. And especially old Andrew, young Andrew, when we didn't really know where it was going to go. Right, right. Better keep your, make coming sure you from, get your helmet on. Came, coming from <laughs> way behind you like Hater. And yeah, it's one of those... Uh, definitely one of the, those moments where you know you might want to flip flip the helmet jump in the right handers batter's box a little john crook yep, little action. john crook all-star all game randy johnson um yeah we, we, i got a couple more for you though alexis diaz in cincinnati and camila duvall in san francisco okay so i'm telling you duvall i haven't seen a ton but he may have the longest arms in baseball Okay. It's, it's unbelievable, dude. And same thing. He's coming at you throwing hard. He's got the real long arm action. So I would assume it's a goofy, it's a goofy feel for the hitter coming at you. But again, making a presence felt uh, Alexis Diaz back in Cincy, man. We obviously we got some ties there. He's um, the brother of, of, of Edwin in, in New York who obviously had the injury, but Alexis is putting his own name on the map, man. He's from a numbers perspective. It's, it's, it's the same thing. Twenty-one innings, forty-one Ks. He's he's shutting the shutting the door at the end of the game, and the Reds have been playing well here the last few weeks. Yeah, it's been it's been fun to see because I mean these guys they're it's an it's a unique group group of closers like this new age. Like obviously we have starters that are throwing hundred ninety-seven into a hundred, which is you know it's unprecedented, um, you know this day and age. But these closers are particularly electric with their secondary stuff. Um, the, the splitter, you know, 89 mile per hour, you know, changeups, 93 mile, 93 mile per hour sliders. I mean, it's, um, it's all, you know, wipe out second, second and third, third pitches if need be. Um, I've just been really impressed with, with some of these guys. It's just the, you know, the 101, 101, 102, um, you know, even, and it sucks that, um, that St. Louis is struggling so much, you know, Aaron, Aaron or, um, um, Jordan Hicks and Helsley oh, yeah. both throw on 103 plus um yeah. so but this particular group i think is it can be really special where everybody's going to have like um you know that go that go-to guy that big time go-to shut the door type of um electric arm coming out of the bullpen which is i think it's exciting because i love closers coming out i mean it's like the whole build-up but to have like you know, exciting electricity coming out of the bullpen. I think it's it's great for baseball. I just hope they have a good they all have good walk up songs coming out of the bullpen late in the game. Yeah, the walk up song is is uh is paramount, dude. It's a big deal. Um I, I would it say is too, a big like deal. we've seen this yeah it's a big deal. Come on man. The uh my favorite thing is 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 the the Edwin Diaz thing in New York that took fire last year. I mean that was that, that was unbelievable, bro. Come on, are you kidding me in terms of atmosphere right, that's, that's, what, all, that's, that's what awesome. I'm that's what I'm saying. I think you can't be elite. I think I don't know what that's a thing. And maybe that's why he gets left out of the Hall of Fame, because nobody can remember his walkout song. OK, <laughs> Trevor, Hell's Bells, Diaz, right. Trumpet, Mariano, yeah. Enter Sandman. Yeah, you have to have an elite song to be an elite closer. They need they need to add that to the rookie development program. If you're going to be a closer down the road, you better start getting your walkout song right. Note that sending that to the PA immediately. Note to self. Um, May May was a good month for a lot of people. Yeah, it was very Tell friendly. Me. Got that winter, that winter, that winter snow, that ice off. Shuffled that off, and May some people got hot. Yep, 
it's like like Dusty used to say, when it gets hot, I get hot. We got the, we got a couple guys saying the same thing. Tell me, tell me, tell me who your favorite May uh, person get, catching fuego is. Well, I mean, I mean, he's obvious. I'm not. I think it's no news to anybody. Like newsflash, Aaron Judge. This guy is took over baseball in the month of May, coming back from from injury. Um, you know, he's the 302 with with 18 homers right now. That's pretty yeah. good. We're we're at the end of May. Today's June 1st. You got 18 homers. We're still you know, a month away from, from all-star game. I think with this, uh, where he's at 357 and 11, 11 homers in one month. And I think going back to what we said about the whole, the tipping the pitches and the, and the finding the signs, like it, it didn't matter. Like it's completely irrelevant. You know, you have Chris Bassett talking about that, that he lied. Okay, fine. He did lie. Or it's just like, I'm just that good. And you had mentioned that. Okay. We spit on sliders like it's no big deal but his numbers show show us that it wasn't a fluke like he wasn't he didn't need any help that particular series to do what he's doing right now um he's on absolute fuego on both sides of the ball too like the play he made the other day was was ridiculous and i think may all in all like he there is um you know between him and acuna he has reestablished himself back in the picture of of you know who who is the best player in the game yeah, he's leading the league in OPS, man. He's uh, here's what I like about Aaron Judge is the presence. Uh, you know, the uh, the presentation. He's very professional. Takes care of business. Obviously, he's enormous, right? So when he walks into the room, everybody's paying attention. Um, I, I, it's it's good for him. It's good for the Yankees. Obviously, it's good for baseball that for him to be playing well. Um, he's obviously locked in. I know. We, to your point, going back to the signs deal, you know, it, it's it, the ball. Uh, it, it's in slow motion to him right now. It looks like with what he's doing. So it's good for him. Fun to watch. I'm glad he's healthy. Remember he had a little bit of that, that stint on the aisle real quick that um, I know scared some people, but he looks like they got that right um, appropriately. And I'll, I'll be honest. The other thing is it looks like he's having fun, man. It's, I mean, I, it's fun to hit 370 and, you know, over the last 15 games and hit a bunch of homers, a bunch of RBIs, but he it looks to me like he's having fun and the team's doing well. Yeah, I mean, I would be having a ton of fun too if I was Robin Hub runs and hitting balls in you know people's poutine in Toronto. I'd be psyched right now. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you know what people don't notice, I think, with right now where he's at, I I hope that people are taking into account that the time that he's missed, but he's hitting a home run every nine and a half at bats, which is on pace for him to exceed his own record from last year. It's not just, yeah. it's just, it's not just the doubles. It's the pace that he's hitting these home runs right now with the time, like, you know, two weeks on the IL for a hip and then come back and do this is wild. Yeah. We got a little bit of a home run race over there in New York. We got a polar bear Alonzo. He's got leading the league with 20 homers and judges chasing him. He's got 18. He's coming, coming quick. So I think that's uh, I'm sure obviously in New York, that's a big deal, but even, a, even, the game that that's a big deal. It's, it's fun to watch those guys go at it and exchange back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. Polar Pete versus the judge across, uh, you know, cross town, uh, home run battle. And then, you know, just from like a size and Godzilla standpoint, I feel like we're gonna have to have like a little like side match between Bautista and judge, just the battle of the mammoth of the mammoth humans. hundred percent, man. They're, they're they're those are large men, strong men. Um, both of them, the the 
the the if anybody has the opportunity to go watch these guys take batting practice, it is something to see, man. They are they they can hit balls where other people don't, and they do it with some relative ease. It'll uh, I'm sure we got they got to be our, our leaders in the clubhouse, right? I hope that they both will participate in the home run derby this year because I think at this point it's safe to assume they're going to be in it, assuming health. Yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's almost like, um, you know, it's like an actor getting typecast. It's like if you win a couple and, you know, you're going to have you, people expect you to do it every year, every year. And I think that's where Polar Pete is. I mean, every home run derby marketing asset that MLB got is, the, you know, it's the same pick, you know, it's between him and Bryce. But, you know, I think uh, Polar, I think Pete is a, a two or three time champ, but it's, um, I, I personally want him to be back in it because I love watching because it's just it's it's not hard it's not easy to do it's so difficult um, for him to do and he 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 seems to never come down with the the post uh, home run derby um, uh, you know slump but yeah. you know interesting thing is like a crosstown home run derby in games in real life with games that actually matter in the flesh so that's what I'm in looking forward to. Yeah, no. Pete, he he embraces the the derby concept, the aura, all the stuff. It's it's fun to watch. I, I I'd be shocked if he's not in it again. Yeah. Well, going into this, you know, it's great to have right-handed hitters, but I'm particularly looking for it. We need somebody with some stupid pop. Going back to Seattle, I want to see hit some people hit, hitting the balls off windows this year out there with the restaurant up there in Seattle. So, just make a note. Let's we got to have we got to have a power lefty get in this mix yeah. as well. Jordan Alvarez. Um, oh, Jordan. There we go. I think he, yeah, yeah. I think he's certainly capable of that. Um, sure. but another thing about judge that's really interesting to me. It's not just the home games. He went into Toronto caused absolute havoc. And really, if you look yeah. at it, like that's all he's done. He's gone on the road. He's hitting four ten on the road. Like granted, it's bad enough having 15, 20,000 Yankees fans on the, on the road at your own stadium, but yeah. doing the stuff that he's doing, like just, he's been leaving these stadiums quiet, you know, game tying homers, game winning homers, you know, clutch RBIs. Um, but to go into other people's uh, houses and, and, and hit 410 is, is, is pretty, is pretty special. And that's, that's a great neutralizer when you don't have, the friendly confines of um, of Yankee Stadium, and for anybody who's arguing that he has a short porch and he can inside out balls, no, we don't have that argument right now. What he's doing on the road is exceptional, for sure. No, and 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 flipping from some of these obviously established guys to a couple of the young guys in the league playing good, McLean and and Cincy's off to he got called up whatever three weeks ago, off to a cr crazy start. Just one player of the week hit 480 the last week. Um, I think he's hitting 350 on the year playing shortstop every day, hitting second, dynamic young player. I think that's fun to see. Um, for me, the other one is Francisco Alvarez in New York, young catcher playing every day for, a, you know, Buck Walter over there who's, you know, for me going to help usher him in and in terms of, you know, carrying himself the right way and learning the game at the major league level. If that makes sense, this guy's already polished, but he's raking. Everybody knew he was a good defender. I think he's the sixth best defender in the league. And – uh off to a good start offensively. Good to see some young players. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm just I'm glad that they're living up to the hype. I know we had the Jordan Walker thing early coming out of spring training, but McLean going the stuff he was doing in Louisville this year. He was leading all of the minor leagues in slugging this year, and he's carried that mm -hmm. over. He's got 
I think he's got eight homers hitting 357. So that's awesome. But I had heard the stories about this, this Alvarez kid and that's, he's, he's seamlessly made a splash, uh, into the, into the big show with, with no, with no problem at all. Um, quick take, what do you got on Simeon? Cause I think he's getting, he's getting, he's not getting the love with everything going on in Texas right now with the historic, with the historic season that they're having, where does he fit in with you right now? Yeah, I think he's in a great spot. I think early in his career, he's playing shortstop. Wasn't great defensively. I think now he's he's converted over to second base. He's in a lineup now that's leading the league in runs. He doesn't have to be the guy, and I think that benefits him. He's a really, really good player. And offensively, specifically, he's leading off for them most of the time. I, I'm a fan of Simeon, I think, in particular, because you got other guys to kind of shoulder the load of, of quote-unquote, being the guy. But for me, really good Major League Baseball player. He's 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 been in the top five of the MVP voting a couple of times, man. Like that's not easy to do. So he, he's a pretty good player for me. I, I like Simeon. Yeah, I just don't. You know, I think looking at the payroll, I, I think with um, you know them making a huge splash of spending, you know, five hundred million dollars roughly between two players. I think the second base in general around the MLB is is pretty weak this year and you know 297 I don't think he's like elite considering what we've just talked about with Judge and what Otani's been do, able to do and what McLean and some of these guys are having like record setting elite seasons so he's just kind of I you know he's a great baseball player don't you know but Jonathan India you know guys like this are having you know comparable years um but where where they're at I think he's a great piece um but I I you know, I don't, he's had some great years, but I don't want to say he's overrated. I just think he's, you know, he's just kind of, he's a solid piece for them, but you know, not having the elite impact that I, I would, that I'm sure they would have hoped or hoped for or paid for really. Yeah. I think on the pay front though, maybe a little bit of a victim of circumstance in the sense that salaries are going up, man. He's, he's, he's proven to be a good, good offensive player. Um, I think, like I said, playing second base is, suits him a little better than being an everyday shortstop at the major league level. And I think probably psychologically takes a little off his plate. So he's probably been a better offensive player since. Um, but yep, it's, a, you know, agree to disagree. I, I think if I'm, if I'm uh, the manager in Texas, I'm, I'm fired up to put him in the lineup every day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Rangers absolutely killing it. Highest team OPS since the 1930 Yankees, which is pretty pretty solid company so they're crushing it over there it'll be interesting to see if we have how we go into june uh, but may was a special month um around baseball a lot of a uh, lot of familiar faces have kind of come out of their shell a lot of us have struggled um but we'll can we'll continue to keep our keep tabs on a lot of these stories and, and performances around the league but this is farm to the show paul yanish and chris dickerson we will see you next week Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.